Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great ball. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Okay. That was good. It was a reach, but a good reach. Yeah. Like it was. You caught it. You caught it. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you would. So I thought you might get like a little trumpet. Oh. Like all the kings. No. (laughs) No, that's not what happened. Where am I going to find a trumpet? I don't. You meet that. (laughs) I don't know. The dollar store? Oh. (laughs) No. I feel like it's. Like a dollar store trumpet? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a dollar store trumpet and it wouldn't be worth the effort. If I'm going to get a trumpet, I'm getting a real trumpet. <laughs> like a $400 real musical instrument. I'm going to rent it for one night. Yeah, one night exactly. <laughs> Learn how to play one refrain. One note. <laughs> Guys. Hi. <laughs> Mita and I are face to face. In real life. In real, IRL. IRL, yeah. So Mita and I are recording in my home theater because after we record, we're going to watch Inside. Inside. Which sounds like a porn. It's not, it's right? Not. <laughs> no. Imagine that you find it here to watch porn. Yeah, that's assault. <laughs> yeah. It? It's a form of assault. Is it? Yeah. But you could still... It's a form of assault. It's not. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's so. It's assault on my mind, body, and soul. <laughs> Let's find out. But yes, me and I are face-to-face. Yeah. Uh, which is always very exciting because the editing process is so much easier when there's For one, just one, yeah. one, one just, thing to do. I live to make your life easy. Thank you, Mita. Yeah. So how's it going? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's going present. Well. Present. Like happily present. Not in danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Mita ate the chicken pot pie I made. Yeah, we'll see how that works out for me. <laughs> no. How dare you? No, it was very how, good. How dare you? It was very good. Okay, Mita, what did you watch? Uh, oh my gosh. I don't even remember. Hold on. <laughs> Pull it up. So many things since we last talked. Because the last thing I told you about was the Robert Egger, Eggers. Yes, the back-to-backs. The back-to-backs. Eggers. Eggers. Where's my notes here? Okay, so after the Eggerses, yes, um, I started the Halloween franchise. Um, I do not. I watch all the Halloween films ever. Only the important ones, right? That are like series connected. No, only the ones that are relevant to the current franchise that is airing. Okay, yeah. So I watched Halloween, nineteen seventy eight. Halloween 2018, okay. Halloween Kills, and then I saw by myself in the theater, Halloween Ends. Okay. Yes. And I, let's start with Halloween. Oh, and then after that, I've seen um, Hereditary and the others, but those I've seen before. But Halloween, so I have seen all of the other Halloweens. Except for Except Halloween. for Ends. So Ends was the new one for me. Halloween, like original Halloween, I still think is really just fun. Like John Carpenter. John like Carpenter, from the original 70s. 1978 yeah. Halloween yeah. is a good, like yeah. scary movie. And it sets the tone for like what's to come. Like all the trash mm-hmm. ones that we have, we have to blame Halloween for. But Halloween is actually itself, really good. Itself, yeah, yeah. It sells itself too. It's the baby, the original babysitter murders. Like it's yeah. fun and exciting and like, there are some really good like jump scares in there and you're rooting for Lori the whole time and then Halloween 2018 
I really liked when it first came out, like the first time I saw yeah. it, and I saw it in a theater, okay. which I think really helped. It was like a Always. packed theater. Yeah. It was 2018, like COVID didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a different like, time. It was exciting to be in the movie theater and like have people like yeah, yeah, yeah. be scared with you, and I liked where the story was going. Okay, okay. And then Halloween Kills, I saw last year when it came out. Um, it was not a packed theater. I think it was me and maybe like two other people mm-hmm. in there. And I saw it in like the middle of the day of a Saturday. Yeah. And it was terrible. <laughs> it was, I really didn't like it. I re- Even though they have that fun chant of like, evil dies tonight. <laughs> I love a chant. Yeah. But that, it just couldn't. It just didn't, it didn't do it. it. Yeah. No. Uh, and I was like, where is this going? Because Halloween... 2018 to me had such like a strong start yeah. for a story and I was really interested to see where they were going to go with it. Because Halloween 2018 is a continuation of the original 1978, right? Yeah. Like it's like a, it's a pseudo sequel. Mm-hmm. And removing all the junk from the in between. Yes. Yeah. David Gordon Green made it clear like you need to disregard everything that's yeah. come in between. It's basically you're, we're going from 1978 to 2018. Okay. And like this is a new, this is the continuation of the mm-hmm. story. Um, and then Kills was, like, really messy. But I was like, okay, let's just see what happens with, with ends. ends. yeah. And, like, leading up to it, I was hearing mixed things. I was hearing some people saying, like, they actually really liked it. Um, and that people who are, like, fans of Lori specifically will like it. But mm-hmm. then I was also hearing that from, like, people who love horror film. Like, it's trash. It's not good. Yeah. I actually really liked it. Yeah, okay. I think... It that with these three, like that David Gordon Green has done, he's trying to tell a story and okay. he's focusing a lot more on character okay. than what we've seen from slasher films before. Okay. And I think the people, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, it's brand new. It's brand new, but I think people who are disappointed with it are expecting one one thing and one thing only. Where I really appreciate where this went. Okay, there are some things I have like issue with, and like once you see it, we can talk about it. Sure. And, or if you want to ask me, you can come find me on the interwebs. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, there are some things where I'm like, that doesn't quite make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I did actually like where it was going and then right. where it wound up, too. I liked the ending of this. I think it was it was good. And Jamie Lee Curtis is just amazing. I yeah. love her. I've been wanting to ask you a question for yeah. a while. So I watched Halloween Ends on, like, Saturday night or mm-hmm. something. Ends? No, not Ends. Kills. I Sorry. Like, you went? I, I because, didn't. Okay, no, no. wait. Yeah. <laughs> Before you get into your point... Nadim and I were meant to go see Halloween we Ends to together, yeah. and Nadim did not want to see it with me. I'm convinced he kept coming up with all these excuses to not go. Are you kidding me? I, I, I tried to. I wasn't like, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't like into the movie, Yeah, but like I did have shit No, come up. first you were like, I can't tomorrow. I can't go tomorrow. I'm like, I well, we're not going wrong. tomorrow. We're going the day after tomorrow. <laughs> then the day after, you're like, no, I have to go to the pumpkin patch. We no, I have to make chicken pot pie. <laughs> I have to do all those things. But also, I think, I so then I watched, I watched Kills. Okay. And it's awful. It's really It's really, bad. really bad. But I think if you, I, so like I did, I watched them in order. Like yeah. I watched uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills and Ends. And he's trying to tell a story. Okay. Uh, I think COVID was like a really big part of like it got into the way like especially if you think of halloween 2018 and then what kills was okay i feel like if he had had it in that it was supposed to come out like one year yeah before before instead it came out two years after and like i think i feel like something there is just missing yeah so here's my question is that so i've also been watching scream yeah so like 
I didn't watch the first one because like the first one I like I've seen it so many times. Mm-hmm. So I started I watched two. I'm in the middle of like three right now and like casually watching. Scream is like up and down, but like largely it's an very fun franchise. Mm-hmm. It's a every movie is a separate murder mystery. It's not just it's not ghost faced in all of them, right? Yeah. There's a ghost face. But there's, like, a different story for each. It's kind of like a... It's a whodunit. It's a whodunit, but it's kind of like a show, right? Like, each movie has a plot, and then the series has a plot. Yeah. So there's interest, and there's, like, each movie keeps you captivated, and the series keeps you captivated. Mm-hmm. What is the interest in... Aside from the first one, because I love the first Halloween. I think, just like you said, it's fun, it's fresh, it's simple, it's effective. Yeah. It's ex- everything a good Halloween movie should be. But the rest of them, what's the point? Because Mike Myers is like a god. There's no killing him. There's no getting rid of him. There's no, like, it's deus ex machina, right? Like, that scene at the end of N, at the end of Kill, sorry, where they literally kill him and then he comes back, you're like, okay. I can't give you my answer without you having seen ends or me spoiling ends. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. I'll, I'll, I'll take that, but... Take your experience of watching ends out of it, mm-hmm. because let's say you've only, let let's let's even to clarify, I'm not a fan of the Halloween franchise, like all the junk all in of between. the junk in yeah. between. I've never seen any of the other ones. I've you've never only, seen H two O. No, I've I've, sorry, H2O Josh Hartnett. Like yeah. I love you, but <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. And I've never seen, like, Halloween 2 or anything. Resurrection or, like, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. I only ever saw Halloween, like, the original. 1978. So I'm not the person to ask that question. Because I don't get the appeal of a slasher movie. But isn't there an... But isn't it a good question? It's a really good question. And I really want you to watch this third one. With that question, I think you need to watch this third one. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Because Because Kills was really bad. I... This... Oh, my gosh. I wish you saw it. I wish you saw it. Can I say something you can cut it out because it's spoilery or do you not want to be spoiled? No, if you're telling me to watch it, yeah. I'll, I'll wait for it to, you told me to just wait for it to stream. Yeah. I'll wait for it to stream, but I, and I will watch it, but, so don't spoil it. Okay. I really need Give to... me, by like December it'll be out and I'll like Probably, watch it then. Yeah. yeah. So just give it a couple of months. Okay. And I'll watch it. Okay. But yeah, because I was watching, I was watching Kills and then I watched Scream and I was just like, these are technically in the same family, but very different. Yeah. And, like, I don't get the appeal of watching a villain that can't, like, pass. David, like, what's the point of David it? David Gordon Green is doing something about that. That's all I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that then. Yeah. I can't. You can't say spoil more. Spoil it. Like, do you care if you're spoiled? Yeah, because you're telling me to watch it, right? Like, yeah, you've like, made it do very... you actually really want to watch it? No, I want to watch it based on what you're saying, because now I'm curious, because, like, I've been... I've been thinking about this for a few days. I'm yeah. like, I just don't get, get it. it. Neither have I ever, but... And I, again, <laughs> I think the reason Scream is so effective is because it takes that idea and it makes it palpable and it makes, it, makes it, it like... So that you can have number you can five, have, number six. Yes, number, yeah. it's not one person being ghost-faced. It's a story of this person, of different people co-opting that villain. And that's... it's. It's clever and it's simple. If you're listening to this and you're wondering the same thing, then I would say go watch it. And I would say watch it in order. So when you do go see Ends, you have to watch 2018 Kills and Ends again. Again? Ends if, was... If you kills th- was bad, Mitha. If you think you can, you have that in your memory, then fine. But so before you watched Ends and you watched Kills, because yeah. you just recently watched it, yeah. were you like, wow, this was really bad? 
Kills? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Kill, yeah. Even re-watching 2018, I was like, this wasn't as great as I remembered it. Oh, okay. From, like, being in the theater and, like, watching it that first time. I think that's always going to happen with any horror movie, yes. though. I don't think that... I think your first experience is always going to be your best experience. Yeah. So then talk to me about Hereditary. Oh, my God. <laughs> that the, wasn't a, a good experience no? for me. The second no. time around? Hereditary... So let me finish that first point, though. Okay, okay, okay. Like, your first experience is always going to be better yeah. than... Yeah, but Kills was still just, like, really terrible. But then seeing Ends, I was like, oh, I think he wants this to be watched in succession, like, okay. in order, because he's trying to make a point with something. Anyways, it's still a bad movie, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's there for a reason. It's less bad. Yes. Hereditary, <laughs> though... I was not emotionally prepared. I think, well, one, I had my period, so that's probably, <laughs> like, a huge part of it. Yeah. But I literally was, like, sitting there, and I know what's coming. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I can give a spoiler, because this movie has been for yeah. a long time. But basically the scene where she sticks her head Charlie out the car dies, window, yeah. and she it gets decapitated. Yeah. I knew that was coming, and I was sitting there, and being like, I know it's coming, I know it's coming. Like, I was crawling out of my skin. I it's wanted so to jarring. cry. And I cried. Because, like, it just, it's, oh, I can't, like, even seeing her look at the cake. <laughs> like, I just know, and I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And I was like, this is a terrible experience for me right now, because I wasn't ready to be in my feels. So the second time watching Hereditary was not as fun as the first time watching Hereditary. Oh, you didn't like it the second time around? <laughs> no, I didn't like it the second time. I didn't like the the emotions that were, like, I wasn't ready to deal with those emotions. But isn't that a good movie? That's a, I'm not saying <laughs> like, it's a yeah. bad movie. It's just you weren't ready to I deal with that ready. for what yeah. it was. And That's fair, yeah. I preferred my first viewing than my <laughs> my second time around. It's a tough watch. It's so hard to it's watch. It's such a, like, arrest. It's such a, a real movie. And I found myself even more mad at the Nat, Nat Wolf or Alex Wolf? Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf's character. Like, yeah. even more angered. That fucking face on your face. Like, it's face. <laughs> Uh, yeah. that speech is so good I'm surprised and every time I rewatch that movie and I watch it every now and then because I do love it I'm always like how did she not get an Oscar nomination for she this she is so good she's in it. so is good is that Emma Stone's it. year is that La La Land yeah I think so I think so honestly Nadim I know you I'm looking at this La La Land in your <laughs> in my, theater in my room theater. right now I would give it to Tony Collette over Emma Stone yeah 2018 oh no no the, it's no, not no, no. Then what? Who won that year? Twenty eighteen, was it the favorite? Was it Olivia Coleman? Yeah, I would still give it to Tony Collette. It was Olivia Coleman. There was Lady Gaga. There was Glenn. For what? That year. Glenn. Glenn Close. Glenn for what? Close for. The only thing coming to my mind right now is Albert Knobs. <laughs> that's not <laughs> me right. too, but that's, that's not, not it. it. Yeah, that's not it. Uh, let me just look up Glenn. Oh, the wife. No, the wife. Yeah, was it, it was the wife. wife. Oh, wait, was that the year? No, I think the wife was later. No, the wife was that year. Oh, okay. Anyways, it's very complicated. But all this to say that she, she was so, so good, good, man. Nice. She's so good. Also very good, Nicole Kidman and the others. Yes. She's she got so a Golden good. Globe nom, but she didn't get an Oscar nom. She's so she deserved, good But that it, was her though. Moulin Rouge year. Yeah. That's why. But I prefer this over Moulin Rouge. As a movie or as a performance? Performance. It's a less showy performance. It's yeah. quieter. It's very and it's very, it's very yeah. believable. I believe those kids are allergic to the sun. 
<laughs> it's great. It's also such a like it it um turns it on itself, right? And that's what makes it so good. And I forget. That's the thing. Did you forget? I forgot. I haven't watched it in a while. It is a really good like horror. It's movie. a good ghost story. Yeah. And I forgot the twist in it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Victor." <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. There you go. Speaking of ghost stories, yeah. What did we watch this week, Mita? <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. Did you have anything that you wanted to share? I actually didn't. I only, I didn't watch as much stuff. Like I did, I've been watching The Screams and I watched, I did watch Halloween Kills Uh and that's it. I just haven't been in like a, I watched a lot recently and I just haven't been in the mood. I also watched, um, just as a one-off. Freaky. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I enjoyed it more. Freaky's fun. Freaky's really fun. Freaky's fun, and so is uh, Happy, Happy Death, Death Day, Day. Mita. I didn't watch it. I should, maybe. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's just a good time. It's a good time. Yeah. Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to, to you. you. I don't think the third is happening anymore. Oh, yeah, maybe not. I, have, I didn't see it on anybody's IMDb. Uh, that's sad. But we don't need it. No. I think Happy Death Day is fine. fine. We don't need like a... We don't a, even need to. Ready or Not is also another movie I love. Just keep it at Ready Just keep or it up. You don't need Ready or Not too. And I don't think there is. I'm just saying, generally speaking, put it Ready out into the world. We don't need it. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of ghost stories, Mita, yes. what did we watch this week? We watched the <laughs> 1949 classic. Yes. All the King's Men. Our last movie of the 40s. Whoa, baby. It's getting real. Let me give us a quick IMDb disco mm. of All the King's Men from 1949. The rise and fall of a corrupt politician who makes his friends richer and retains power <laughs> by dint of a populist appeal. What is dint? Spell dint, please. D-I-N-T. Use it in a sentence. I don't know. <laughs> like, I actually don't. Did I copy and paste No, you did copy because I read this before and I was just like, what is dint? Dint definition. No, not don't. Dint. Dint. D-I-N-T. An impression or hollow in a surface. A blow or a stroke, typically one made with a weapon in fighting. Oh, wow. Okay. D-I-N-T, right? D-I-N-T. Okay. Anyways. The uh, archaic definition is a blow or stroke. Cool. Anyways, that is the def- That is this movie. Yeah. All the King's Men. And I, all the King's Horses. Yes. Yes. They couldn't put they couldn't them back. Did you know anything about this movie before watching it? I knew that there was a movie from 2006 called All the King's Men. With, with Sean, Sean Penn, Penn and Jude Law. Is it the same one? It is the same thing. Oh. Yes. But I had never seen it and I was planning to watch it. But then I... I didn't realize. I thought it was just... I knew that movie existed, but I thought it was just of the same name. It is a recreation oh. of... Okay. Movie. Why? But... Oh, I'm just curious. <laughs> you look so yeah. sour. Oh. Sour grapes. I don't like though. remakes in general. But I... I don't know if we ever need a remake, especially... When the movie is good. The movie is good, but I think the remake happened because it's so... It's interesting that that came out in 2006. Yeah. Because I feel like that movie should have maybe came out in like 2016. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is like so pertinent. It's so pertinent to our times. To our times, especially right now. So what were your thoughts? I really liked this. I really liked this, yeah. I think in terms of like direction too, like even the... I'm forgetting the actor and the character's name. Walter? Not Walter. The main guy. The, the politician. Yes, the the Trump, Trump guy. Yeah, Trump. <laughs> Should we just call him Trump? Yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's absolutely what I was thinking the whole time too, though. It's like, oh, this is Trump. This is Trump. 
But even, like, watching him go into his speeches and, like, his monologues, and then you have, like, the, like, the fire torches coming up yeah. from the sides of his face, and you can see, like... Willie Stark. Willie Stark, thank you. You can see, like, the power just, like, yeah, absorbing yeah, yeah. him, like, different directions that they're going. I was like, wow, this is really, really interesting for 1949, because yeah. this is what you would see today. Now, yeah. And then for story, too, like, I don't think American politics... Well, I don't know because I wasn't there, but I don't think American <laughs> politics were as like as as polarizing okay, as, as they, they are, are today. today. And I I wonder what it was like then. I was trying to I was gonna look up who was president at the time then, but I didn't look it up. That's a very good question, actually, yeah. Mita. Because aside from the fact that this is a very good movie, I'm curious to know like what side, because this is clearly a Okay, so it's true. It's, it's a democratic look at Republican politics. Yeah. Right? Like, that's very clearly what it's yeah. trying to do. So, I guess Truman, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, but was Truman Republican or Democrat? He was Democratic. Yeah. Was he, though, really? <laughs> okay, sorry. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, I and I think what was most interesting is I actually had no idea about anything about this movie. Like, aside, I didn't even realize until after that that there was a Sean Penn movie called All the King's Men. So when I watched this, I was just like, I'm going in blind and we're going to find out what this is. So initially for about the first half hour, I was just like, where are we going? Mm -hmm. I'm interested, invested, but I didn't know where things were going. And then eventually I saw it. So initially I was kind of just like, I feel like this is meandering. And then it gets into it and it gets into it very well. And then I was like riveted. Like I was really interested and I was really vested in it and... The characters, and especially the female characters, are really interesting in this. Yeah. Which was really rare for that time. Especially as his campaign assistant. Like, she's not, she's essentially the campaign manager. Yeah, yeah. Real. But they didn't give her that title back Mercedes McCambridge. Mercedes McCambridge. Do you know who Mercedes yeah, McCambridge is? Yeah, who's most famous. Speaking of spooky I know, season. Who's most famous for an uncredited role. As the voice of the... Zuzu. <laughs> That's the demon's name? Yeah, Pazuzu. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> And The Exorcist. Yes. Yeah. She's in The Exorcist, guys. So she plays Linda Blair's voice when Linda Blair is possessed by the devil. Yeah. Or Pazuzu. Mercedes McCambridge. And this was her first film. Really? Yes. Wow. She's so good. So good. So good. I wonder if she's just like that, Like that, that though. though. <laughs> that, I could see that, too. But maybe she's just that great an actress that we think. Yeah. That, that's she's, what she is. She's just that way. But even the actress who plays, his, who plays Alice, or uh, Alice or Anne. Anne? Anne, yeah. Anne Stanton? Yeah, Anne Stanton. Yeah. <laughs> she's also great. Like, And Lucy, the, who plays his wife. Like, the female characters are really interesting. And not to say the male characters aren't, because they are actually all very interesting. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's so many movies where the women characters are underwritten or undervalued. And, like, finally, there's a movie that doesn't do that. Yeah. Like, they're fully fleshed out. They're interesting. They're gray. Nothing about this is black or white. And that's also really nice. Like, yeah. this is a movie that's trying to talk about the nature of good in politics and what bad looks like, but it still is very great. And what power can do. What power can do. And what I think it actually, I think this can be controversial. Mm-hmm. I think it does a better job of that than Citizen Kane does of like showing you what, really? what power can do. Is that what Citizen Kane's trying to say though? I think, I don't think that's the overall like tone of this, of Citizen Kane, but I think that there is that implementation there of like, mm. this was somebody who was just a boy who loved his sleigh and then look at the man that he's become <laughs> that he became, yeah. because of money and power. But all he loved was his, was was his, his sleigh. sleigh. Yeah. Rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think this movie is trying to say, 
Yes, I, I in many ways I think you're you're not wrong there. Yeah. I do think this movie is really just trying to say what power can do to you. It's very effective. Very effective because you start to really hate him by the end. Now we both say this though as liberal minded people. I wonder what yes. someone who isn't as liberal minded as us would think of something like this. Yes, but also is it liberal versus Republican or like liberal versus conservative? Sorry, or because. They never define the, what party, he, what part, like, what part of the partisan he's on. Mm-hmm. We're assuming he's a Democrat. I guess. Sorry, we're assu- assuming he's a Republican. Maybe not, like, liberal versus conservative. Yeah. But, like, even, I, like, the notion for some people that, like, there is no such thing as bad ambition. Like, I think there yeah. are people who do think, like, regardless of what you're doing, sociopaths, yeah. regardless of what you're doing, like, it's okay. Because at the end, you're just trying to get to what you want as a human being. Yeah. Like, and I, I do think that all politicians are sociopaths. In like some that, way, I yeah. think no matter what, like, to... To say to yourself, I'm good enough to be the representative of all the people of yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's true. There's a and level of narcissism. Everything I yeah. do is what's most important. Like, to yeah. me, I think that's the worst. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think, I, I don't think the attempt of the movie was to be specific, though. Like, I don't think the movie's trying to say that, like, Republicans are bad and Democrats yeah. are good. That wasn't the goal of this movie. I think they were all they were trying to say was that, I, I think one of the things was, A, the, do the ends justify the means Mm. which is like a big theme of it like he's trying to do good and in the end he does a lot of good but he becomes more and more corrupt to do said good along the way and same thing with like how they're all acting essentially right like the same as like both women they they are essentially like having an affair with a married man for instance they're recognizing that what he's doing is bad but they're still wrapped up into him and that was the other thing i'll say just as an aside that even though they were both sleeping with him I, i got the magnetism aspect of it like why why men like this attract women women or like authority i guess in this day and age men as well but like why that happens why that magnetism happens do you know any trump supporters personally yeah no i want i want to watch this with one of them (laughs) yeah and see what they say yeah and see if they justify it but like the movie does a really specific job of making him an asshole Right? And he gets but worse and worse towards the end. Do you not think Donald Trump is an asshole? Yeah, man. Of course I do. <laughs> but that's not my point. This week, we find out. But I think... I think... I, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I think politics and movies are different in that way. And that, like, people can justify Trump as a human because they believe his politics. That, and Trump, in many ways, was an excuse for racist people to be racist mm-hmm. and, like, bigoted and all of that. I don't think... I think when you're watching this, you recognize that Willie's the villain. You recognize that he's the villain. You recognize that he's meant to be the bad person. So, you know, when you're watching a movie instinctively, you're not going to root for the bad guy. And, like, he does a lot of shady things. And he does a lot of underhanded things. And you also don't know what his politics are. That's the other thing. Mm. You know... What? You would have thought. You know he's, like, he's fighting for the Hicks. (laughs) So you have to kind of... Make America great again? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. This movie is like... I, yeah. I wonder if Roger Stone... I think Roger Stone watched this. I think this was like his favorite film. Really? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Let's call him and ask Let's him. find out. Roger! I yeah, definitely I definitely got that feeling watching it. I definitely got a Trump vibe, which was really interesting because this movie is like how many years old? Mm-hmm. And it's still, it still felt pertinent. Yeah. 73 yeah. years old. Yeah. Wow, really? Did I do that math right? Yeah, you did. Wow. 
I'm just alarmed at how old it is. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it's seventy. It doesn't. That's the other thing. Yeah, it does feel like it might have been made in the sixties or the seventies. Like I would put it maybe in that, but not at the end of the forties. But I think that's also because we're approaching. Like you, before we started this project, you were really excited about like the 50s gets really exciting Mm because there's some more interesting movies. And I think this is just starting to get that, right? right. Like next week's, yeah, next week's um, best picture winner is All About Eve, which we've already reviewed. Yeah. And is a female led film. And if we were, we'll talk about what we're going to do next week. But All About Eve, if you think about it, if we had been watching it in succession, we suddenly would have landed on the first female-led female film to win Best Picture. Mm. That's actually pretty big. We should probably watch it then. You want to watch it again? Yeah. <laughs> I love All About Eve. I think it's great. Should we watch two for next week and talk about them? We've gone back and forth on this. I'm sorry that we're doing this on, <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. But like as you said, I was like, oh, that would be so eventful. It's because you know what is one of the other nominees from that year sunset boulevard, sunset boulevard. another female-led another film. female-led film we also we did have gone with the wind oh that's very true yeah, yeah. i think how with... dare you forget how scarlet. dare i forget scarlet because i loved her too how dare you do that to tara and its <laughs> inhabitants <laughs> oh tara i yeah i did forget but i think gone with the wind you never look at it as like a male or female-led it's just gone with the wind me mita samba 31 year old looks at it as a female-led film like now yeah no like now even when i reviewed it i did i just think as an entity and as a winner it's gone with the wind that's true. it's not necessarily female-led literally eve is in the title eve is is in the title it's about all about her it's about these three women like that is yeah it's really all about that so it is very interesting so all this to say is that like maybe all the king's men is just like the beginning of that Mm -hmm. and like Hamlet kind of sticks out in a weird way because we go from like the Lost Weekend and Best Days of Your Better Lives and Gentlemen's Agreement, like all these movies that were topical and interesting. And had interesting women too. Had interesting women. Unfortunately, Hamlet does have interesting women. They're just not done well in that. Yeah, that like in, in that depiction. But I also get. I mean, we talked about Hamlet. We don't have to talk about Hamlet again. But I'm that's just not that my like, point of last week. Was yeah, like, yeah, It doesn't feel like it should have been made at that time. Yeah. Like there were better films being made at that time. Yeah, that were telling different stories. stories. Yeah, and they were telling st- stuff that felt pertinent to the time. Yeah. It and it did feel like this felt like a return back to that notion of like we're telling these interesting stories about interesting people at that time, mm-hmm. and it really feels like the '40s was where. I think Best Picture also started to get, like, a feeling. Like, what a Best Picture should sure feel is. like, yeah. But I also think the world was just, like, in a better place towards the end of the 40s. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. World War Two. Yeah. In case you didn't yeah. know. Which, but, after it ended, anti-Semitism <laughs> went away. Everything was fine. There were no problems. There were no problems. Yeah. But you can actually kind of feel it in watching these movies of, like, there is something a little bit more, like jovial and something a little bit more cinematic i guess in terms of their presence i wouldn't say jovial but cinematic cinematic okay yeah because they're not like fun this isn't i had fun with this but fun in a different way I don't, maybe, like, jovial for me, but not in the way, like, oh, like, there's Blink on it's the Town. It's not a like, romp, yeah. No, but it was just, like, oh, this is, like, a fun political, like... It's an interesting film yeah. to watch. I found myself, like, literally just sitting there and, like, watching and not, I was not bored at any point while no. watching it. I was really legitimately interested. And, like, there was a lot of twists. Mm-hmm. Like, when the kids died, I was like, oh, no, the kids! Like, Spoiler alert. <laughs> 
be 73 years old. The children died. The children died. The children but died. there were things where I'd like, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where it was going in a good way. Like I couldn't predict it. No. But I was along for the ride to see like what's going to happen here and all of that. Which is why I really want <clears throat> to see the 2006 version. Because okay. like it didn't do well. Like mm-hmm. I don't think people saw it. But I don't even remember it. I mean, I was 15 at the time. So like I don't. I was I was like is interested. Is it an exact same? I'm pretty adaption? sure it is. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna look her up. Yeah, it's uh, Kate Winslet. Oh, Kate's in it. Mm-hmm. My girl. Our girl Kate. Oh, 37 on Metacritic. Oh, that's not good. No bueno. And Anthony Hopkins is in it. And Mark Ruffalo and Patricia Clarkson. Yeah. So the, James Gandolfini. The Austin Chronicle said. Despite an A-list cast and director, it's astonishing how bad this movie is. Wow. Oh, it's directed by Steven Zalian. Yeah. This Wow, this is actually quite alarming. This many people in this kind of cast and like... Also, do you know who, who Huey Long is? Huey Lewis in the news? What? No. <laughs> no, who's Huey Long? I actually don't know because apparently this is about Huey Long. Oh, was like a politician? A, yeah, a politician. <laughs> oh, for like... I think he was big in the South. Yeah. Yeah, An American politician who served as the 40th governor of Louisiana from 28 to 32. Yeah. Until his assassination in 35. Assassination. Assassination. <laughs> the assassination. Well, how do you feel about this ending? It felt a little movie. Yeah. It felt a little movie, but if it's based I on someone who was it. actually assassinated, then, then that it, totally, makes it sense. totally changes it. Yeah. Yeah. It felt a little movie, but I was okay with it. I was actually like, good. Yeah. I hope he dies. I hope he does. Because, okay, so ooh, this is going to sound bad, but I'm going to say it anyways. Yeah. The entire, all of 2016 and board up until like the last two years. People kept on saying he's going to be assassinated. I kept saying to myself, yeah. why hasn't anyone assassinated There has not been a single, single attempt on this man. No. Yeah. That we know of. Fair enough. That we know of. I'm fair sure enough. the Secret Service, you know, that, yeah. that book of secrets that they yeah. have. They have fair enough. There. That's fair. Like, we didn't know about them, yeah. but. But, like, you would think that we would know about something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there have been other presidents who have had close calls. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why hasn't this president yeah. had a close call? <laughs> Specifically. So, I felt like it just made so Maybe much sense Maybe because the me. people who are likely to do the assassinations were actually supporting him. Oh, interesting. No, I think they're good. I think... There's good and bad all, in every side. Yeah, yeah for sure. everyone is a- capable of anything. That, that's dark. Yeah, I think anyone's capable of yeah, anything. That's fair. Yeah. I get it. And I think pushing someone a certain way. But if anything, though, I feel like... In, so hypothetically speaking, if Trump were to be assassinated, my theory would be <laughs> the person assassinating him would be one of those like original make America better people who felt like Trump didn't oh, make yeah. America better. Well, it's kind of like Gandhi getting assassinated, yeah. right? Like the many people have said that if Gandhi was assassinated by a Muslim person, it would have ripped the country apart. Mm-hmm. Because it was by someone who was Hindu who felt that he supported Muslims too much. Yeah. And as sad as it is that he was assassinated, it, it was the right person to have done it. Because any other option would have caused a mass disruption mm-hmm. in the entire country. So yeah, I do agree with what you're saying. Though, that if it were to be someone, it would have been someone who was disillusioned by what he promised versus what he delivered on. Exactly. But yeah, I, <laughs> I, I do, I've wondered that too. And I think a lot of people also said it like, oh, he's just going to get shot. Somebody's going to. Someone's going to do it. it. It's inevitable. And then it never happened. He got impeached. Like all the things that happened in this movie actually like repeated themselves. Literally the future. The future. It was wild to see. And 
it was also interesting to see how he didn't lose the impeachment. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't, and then he was assassinated, and he was assassinated by. I think the only thing I didn't like about the assassination was that Adam is it Adam? Adam, her brother. Adam didn't. You know, I always say that, like, when I write something, for instance, and I murder becomes a plot point, mm-hmm. I'm always just like, it takes a lot to kill someone, like a lot as a human being to make that jump towards, like, oh, I'm gonna kill this bitch. Yeah, I don't see that in Adam. Like, yes, you know, this man caused your uncle to kill himself and your your sister is being kind of slutty and like all of that but all your entire life is crashing down in front of you yeah Yeah. but like does that would you jump to murder yeah would you jump to an an assassination that's going to get you killed like you know that as a as an intelligent individual you know you kill this man your life is you're going to jail or you're going to die yeah like there's no out of this would you actually do that me like are you asking me if no <laughs> not you as a not you I as Mita, but I do wonder like something that's not brought up especially like in the forties is there like there is the mental health component to like people who decide yes, yes, to assassinate yes. other yeah. people like what is their mind yeah and capabilities at where's that, that going like where are they right now mentally yeah. and like especially at a time like that there aren't resources for people no, there to aren't like resources. go seek help. And so, how did that, this movie get into that I conversation? <laughs> I just I think know, the, the movie is very intelligent, though. Mm-hmm. It's very intelligent. It's very well written. It's very, it's also very earnest, but in, like, all the right ways. Yeah, it's not, like... Hokey. Hokey at all, yeah. no. It's not hokey. It's really trying to say... And the notion of that, you some a lot of people get into politics to do good. Mm-hmm. Like, that's ultimately what many people's goals are. Are, yeah. and then that's kind of shot over mm-hmm. by what politics actually is yeah. it felt very ahead of its time but why isn't it a part of our time like why doesn't it have that that clout like I had oh heard, why isn't it in the lexicon I haven't them, heard of this we could ask that question over but and like, over again I want to bang on this table like this is yeah. a movie that people should, should be see. watching yeah but you could say that about like skip hamlet but even Hamlet has its like moment in history, fine. But in terms of relevancy, all of the movies, those these specifically, this like hand, this these four films, mm-hmm. The Lost Weekend, Best Years of Our Lives, Gentlemen's Agreement, and now this, All the King's Men, they all are telling very interesting stories, very pertinent stories that are actually still timely, and they're telling them very well, very well. Why aren't any of them no. popular? But because next week we get into a very popular film, a yeah. very stands the test of time. So what makes all about Eve stand the test of time and not all the king's men. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I actually it don't really know. It really baffles me. It really baffles me. Of like what? I mean, for this, I think if you kind of look into Politics um, are boring. American history, Americans specifically have a lot of like love for their country and they are very patriotic people. And I think then you go into, when you look at like time, you go into having presidents like Eisenhower and then you go into having someone like Kennedy and like people maybe don't want to correlate their politics with something so dirty. Now we live in a time where like there's no way to avoid it. Like you can't hide from it because everything is just so attainable to everyone. Mm -hmm. You don't know about like all the dirty tricks and things that are happening and you wouldn't want to like now it's normal for us to see a president be assassinated for an attempt at an assassination yeah. or someone in politics being attempted to be assassinated like Gabby Giffords. Yeah. Yeah. But at that time, maybe that was something that was something like shocking or too hard to swallow. But that's fine at the time then why the movie had what well, maybe, but it also won best picture. 
right? Like it also. But do you think that there were people like you and I, like, I don't know if, were the Academy Awards televised at that time? I don't know if they were televised. Uh, and it's, there's like, a strong chance that they might have been. Were gay men as obsessed with the Academy Awards as they were then? Maybe. But maybe it was actually just about the movies because, but also in 1949, mm-hmm. the nominees were Battleground. What? The Heiress. <laughs> okay. A Letter to Three Wives. Whoa. And Twelve O'Clock High. I've never, <laughs> never heard, heard of any, of, any of these. But again, the next year we get into when All About Eve wins, Born Yesterday, Father of the Bride, King Solomon's Minds, and Sunset Boulevard. Like, I've heard of three of five of those films. Yeah. So, oh, four or five. It's, I've also heard of Born Yesterday. So like... There's a shift. Like if, in what though? What is the shift? I, can you look up like when was the first televised Academy Awards? We're on to something here. Mm-hmm. Detectives. <laughs> Make sure you get the typing noises. <laughs> into the... 53. So this was not televised. It wasn't. And I think like next year, those are very good films. But I think as we continue to watch and by the time we get to 53, I think we're going to start seeing things that maybe are a bit more popular. Popularist, yeah. It's interesting because anyways, we'll get to 53 when you get to 53. But that is a good theory. Yeah. That like suddenly the shift in what what wins because people are watching Mm -hmm. and that's going to, I think, follow us for the rest of the, like the rest of this season. And I wonder, like, this is still after wartime. Like, obviously it's not the great depression, but Mm -hmm. like maybe people just aren't going and seeing movies as much. And so like, that's why they're not. But why isn't it popular now? Like fine. That's not maybe why they didn't see it. Then maybe Mm -hmm. it wasn't popular then, but it was critically acclaimed and that's why it won. Well, like maybe people just didn't know. Like, I don't know if people knew about the Oscars the way we know about the Oscars today. But again, then All About Eve. How did something like All About Eve, or even Casablanca, which came up before, how did that trickle? Gay how men. Did... Casablanca? I'm gay men. But... <laughs> Nadim, give them, give them this. No, I'm not... <laughs> I can't. I can't give them it because it's not just... A, there's not enough gay men. Okay, but for All About Eve and Sunset Boulevard, give it to the Fine, gay men. Fine, but what about Casablanca? I think the gay men love Casablanca too. But I don't meet that. I don't. I think you and I both know that's a bit of a, like that's an easy answer and not the right answer. Uh, the Humphrey Bogart fans, the Humphrey Bogart swooners club. No, none of this makes any sense. What? There are tons of bogeys out there. <laughs> bogeys? Yeah, that's what he's called. I think people love Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Sure. And people love Ingrid Berman. People love Ingrid Bergman. I, I think get that. They're, those are stars that have lasting names. So people are going to be like, what's the film that they're in? Oh, this one won Best Picture? Let's watch Casablanca. But I think Casablanca is yeah. just, it's an incredible film. And that's why it's lasted the test of time. Yeah. The same way All About Eve is an incredible film. Are these films, though, incredible? These four films that we're keep constantly referencing back to, they're very good. But even when you watch them now, are you like, this is exactly like Casablanca, or this is like all about Eve, this is like Gone with the Wind. That, is it like, at, that, ca- is it at that caliber? I actually think this is. Oh, well then maybe we shift and before we get to ratings, you tell me, <laughs> do you have sequel prequel ideas? I don't really, because I do really like the way this yeah. ends, like he gets assassinated, and I feel like that, it is like a bow ending, but it's the bow that makes the most sense like it fits perfectly on yeah, the gift it feels cathartic yeah 
like it's like okay yeah i i would want this character yeah. to die. die the only other thing i would accept is him like be actually becoming president and then seeing what that presidency yes. is like and like what kind of hijinks he that's gets into true. that would be cool because i thought that's where it was going i thought we would see him become president yeah we did not but he died before he became president he did yes that's true it's my turn to do ratings first so okay. i will how about that how about that I honestly was really impressed. And I love, this is exactly what I wanted to accomplish from this, is finding movies I'd never heard of, discovering them, watching something like new and fresh and being able to, you know, be like, oh, I watched this movie that I didn't know existed and it was great. It's the the discovery portion of this has been really, really exciting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why Hamlet itself was such a like slog. So I'm just like, what am I discovering? I know what this is. I know what this is. There's no story. I know, I even know, fine, like there's interesting things in the camera work and the editing, but like. I kind of know where this is all going. Even, like, without seeing it, I know how it's going to film. I know, like, there's nothing. But this, I was literally riveted scene to scene because I didn't know what was going to happen next. I didn't know what to anticipate. And that's a movie. Like, that's what you want from an experience. So this has felt like, this felt like I was watching something for the first time. Yeah. It really felt that way. And that's really, it's really exciting to, I think, have that experience. Because I think when we watch movies now, there's so much preamble it's so hard to avoid even something like Barbarian where you're like you're actively trying to avoid spoilers and trailers and things like that. Social media is a buzz. And if you're a movie person and you follow movie things, people are like, you have to go see Barbarian. Mm-hmm. You have to go see Barbarian. No one is telling me you have to see All the King's Men as a movie buff. You should see this. Yeah. It's just something I turn on my my TV and I watch and I'm like, oh, my feeling and how I feel about it feels authentic. Yeah. It feels like raw and it feels real. It doesn't feel like it's influenced by anything. What I experienced was you know, between me and the movie. And it wasn't, there was no other third party. And that's really nice. And the movie itself warrants that. It's a well-acted, well-written, well-directed film. It's relevant. It's pertinent. It's relevant today, which is exciting and scary at the same time. That like, you could, I was watching this and I was just like, this feels like a Trump movie. Like it feels like 70 years ago, someone wrote the perfect movie about the Trump presidency. It's almost like he studied this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like, how can I be a dick? Yeah. And like this, this is what he came up with. But whenever someone writes the Trump movie and whenever we see it, I don't think it'll be this good. Because I think there's an honestness and an earnestness. Like this movie isn't trying to malign anybody. And it's not trying to be, I think it, the, the goal of the movie isn't trying to be politics are bad or Republicans are bad or anything. It's really just trying to say what power does. Mm -hmm. And the question of like, do the ends justify the means? And they really harp on that. And you really do, you start to wonder like, well, he is doing a lot of good. He is like, he's gentrifying these places. He's getting people jobs. He's creating, he's creating hospitals and highways and schools and colleges. So like, you are doing so much good with that. But you dirty. But you dirty. Mm-hmm. And it really, and a good movie makes you question those things, right? Yeah. Like, and so if he's being dirty to other politicians, sure, does it matter? Where are his morals? Where are his morals? It's, anyways, but it a- makes you ask those questions. It makes you think those things. And that's what a good movie does. I would make people, I think people should watch this, like, these the set of four films, yeah. like, really, truly. And I'm sure there's other movies I would like to group in, but these specific four, especially because they came out one after the other, they have, they say very interesting things at a very interesting time. They're all very, very relevant. And I think I'm going to give it the exact same rating I rated all of them, which is three and a half stars. There you go. How about that? 
Meet that turn. You were saying that, like, if someone were to make a Trump movie today, or, well, in the yeah. next coming years, it probably wouldn't be as good. And then I was thinking of, like, how Veep wasn't really funny those last few seasons. And it got it was, really dark. It got dark because people were living it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't fun anymore because it's like, no... Like, you were making fun of politics before. Yeah. Now, this is what people's lives yeah. are. Like, they're dealing with this kind of bullshit. And so, it's interesting to me that a movie from 73 years ago can still have those same ideas mm-hmm. and aspects of what we're seeing today, but still be very compelling. Yeah. And, like, still have an interest there that you'll actually want to see, like, mm-hmm. what is going to come of this man? What yeah. is happening with, the, like, him and his political career? And I... Like, what a feat. 73 what a feat. Yeah. years, and you have something that's timeless. Like, I think we keep saying that, but I actually, like, that. that is that's such an amazing like, yeah. thing to do. Um, so, I don't even know who directed this, but I'm clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who directed this? What's his name? I've never heard of him before. <laughs> I've never heard of him. I've never seen the people in this movie before. Like, it's yeah. full of just, like... And I think that's also what's so exciting about it, yeah. is that it, it's not the same old thing. Like, I think... If you see a Humphrey Bogart movie, you're going to know it's going to have a little film noir yeah. in it. If you see Laurence Olivier, you know he's going to be a bit pompous. Like Robert Rosen. Who the heck is Robert, Robert Rosen? Yeah. I love you. Yeah. But I, yeah, like when we're watching these older movies and you have these recognizable names and, the, and recognizable directors even, you kind of do have expectations yeah. of like what's going to be coming from the film. And this like surpassed any expectation mm-hmm. I had. Like, I had... When I saw the title All the King's Men, I thought... Initially, in my mind, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be, like, Man for All Seasons. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't want to watch 18th century England bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's not that it's at not. all. It's so invigorating. It's so compelling. It's a really interesting story. And it's one that's not talked about enough. So, no. this is a call to action for all gay men. <laughs> watch All the King's Men and make it happen. Make it happen. A lot of pressure meets that's putting on the I case. really think that it should be part of the lexicon. Like, I think this is one that people should be watching yeah, and celebrating as well. And so I'm landing on four stars. I really enjoyed this. I'm glad this. you did, yeah. yeah. And I want to watch the Sean Penn one now. Even despite that review that said this, it's, it's amazing how terrible this movie is? Yeah. Okay. I want to contrast and compare. Okay, that's fair. And I might think it's actually really good. Okay. Just like Halloween ends. <laughs> Full circle conversation. Full circle. You guys go see go see the Halloween series. I really think David Gordon Green deserves that. Yeah. Yeah. Go, see, go see the Halloween series and then All the King's Men. All the King's Men. Gay men. Call two, to action. Two, two completely different You can movies. watch Bros too. I didn't love it, but you can have you it. You saw Bros? Yes. When? You know I saw oh, right. Bros. We, we absolutely did. We didn't talk about it on yeah. the podcast, but I did go see Bros yes. a couple weeks ago. So yeah, yeah, I liked Bros. I, I liked. I think I liked Bros more than you. You did. liked it more than me. I didn't find it like super funny. No, I no. didn't either. But it's the style of humor I like. Yeah. But anyways, we're not. This is not a Bros podcast. Why not? Why not? <laughs> So yes, thank you. That was uh, All the King's Men. Another surprise. Yeah. Hooray! Hurrah! And before we talk about what we're doing next week, because it is a bit different, let's game. Oh yeah, you have to game me. I've got to game you. So me. Yes. I did not figure this one out, but <laughs> I think you can. Okay. And you're going to connect mm-hmm. your all-time favorite film, mm-hmm. Chicago, Yeah. to mm. Hereditary. 
There must be such like an easy, easy way, way, and I can't think of anything and right now. And your timer now. is going to start now. Okay. I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to go Tony Collette, and I'm going to go... What direction should I go? What direction should I go? What direction? Why can't I think of any Catherine say? I'm going to go to Renee, and I'm going to go Tony Collette, and Tony... I can only think of in her shoes right now. (laughs) This is such a random choice. Oh, okay, got it. Catherine Zeta-Jones is in Ocean's 12, which has a cameo of Bruce Willis, who is in The Sixth Sense with Tony Collette, who is in Hereditary. Good for you. That was a good one. There you go. How many seconds? 36 seconds. Oh, suck it. (laughs) Good one, and not like a obvious one either. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not so, like, in your face that you're like, well, obviously that was it. Nicely done, Good job, Mitha. Thank Next you. week, I'll be connecting Tony Collette to something. <laughs> There's other people in Hereditary. There's other people in Hereditary, but Tony Collette is in a lot of things. Yeah. More, and you know. But the only thing I could think of at the, in the moment was, was in her shoes. shoes. In her shoes, and Knives Out, and yeah. The Sixth Sense. I was thinking of Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I really yeah. like Unbelievable. But, like, no one is in Unbelievable. Yeah, like, Merritt Catherine Weaver, Deaver and Merritt Weaver. Weaver. Yeah, I get, but, like, <laughs> Not like you need for this game. You need at least one big star who's Merit? been in a lot. Merritt Weaver's not a big star, Mitha. Not <laughs> in even, my mind, she not is. even Tony Collette is the big star. She is, yeah. and Catherine Deaver has been in a lot of stuff Caitlin. too. Caitlin, sorry, yeah, she's been in a lot too. Not really though. Not I can th- only name Booksmart. Yeah, Rosalind, this new one. Ticket to Paradise. Ticket to Paradise. <laughs> I might go see it. Who knows? You should take my wife. She wants to see oh, it. Right. Okay. So next week, our first winner from 1950 is, like we mentioned, the great movie All About Eve. Yes. But we have already reviewed All About Eve last season when I had Mita watch it, mm-hmm. and she loved it. I did. It was so. All About Eve. It was All About Eve. So what we've decided, uh, there are four other nominees. I'm going to name them now. Born Yesterday, Father of the Bride, King Solomon's Minds, and Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard is another movie I had Mita watch last season. So those that were, was season one. I, no, it was all. Both of them were from season two. I thought Sunset Boulevard. I picked. I think I picked Sunset Boulevard. Let's check. Yeah, season one, Sunset Boulevard. It's season one. Yeah. Okay. I thought I did. But no, because I had it in my bucket list, and you're like, "Oh, you should watch it." And then I purposely picked it for New Year's because there's a New Year's scene. Oh, don't right. you know how this brain I, works? There you go. <laughs> So yes, anyways, we have reviewed both All About Even Sunset Boulevard. So what we're going to do is for any movie where we have already reviewed it, so we have, I think, five in total. Mm-hmm. We have All About Eve. We have Godfather Part 1, Godfather Part 2, Rocky, Rocky and, and um, No Country, no Country for, for Old Men. So for movies we've already reviewed that are Best Picture winners, we're going to pick another nominee to watch. Yeah. Initially, we were going to make it random, but we decided, you know, we don't get to actually choose the rest of our film. Mm-hmm. So for these five, we're going to pick what we want to watch. Yeah. Samitha, what are we watching as our alt for next week? Do we have six? Because don't we have the apartment? Oh, right. We have the apartment as well. Yeah. Okay. Then okay, we have the sorry. apartment as well. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. My brain I, I thought it was five, but you're right. It's, it's six. six. We yeah. have the apartment as well. Okay. So for um, those six, yes. we'll be picking our own alts. Yeah. So, so what are we watching next week? Mitha? We are watching the 1950 classic, 
father of the bride. The original no. father of the With bride. Liz Taylor, baby. And we'll be talking about how Father of the Bride is a, as a film, whether it warrants the nomination. Oh, we didn't talk about whether this warrants Best Picture, but I think that was I think pretty we clear. Made it yeah, pretty, pretty clear abundant. When we clear. listed the other nominees, yeah. and we're like, what? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we are going to talk about whether Father of the Bride. Uh, deserve the nominee nation and how it compares to Best Picture winner All About Eve and fellow nominee Sunset Sun- Boulevard. Exactly. Yeah. But that is all for next week. Mita, parting words. I have them right here. Give them. Now listen to me, you hicks. <laughs> good delivery, good delivery. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and rate and review. And we will see you next week for Father of the Bride. Meetha and I are going to go watch Inside right now. You're going to hear about that next week, too. I'm so excited. So excited. Jesse Savannah here. <laughs> Have a lovely week, folks. Bye! Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.